0: Hello, this is Darrell Castle with today's Castle Report. This is Friday, the 22nd day of April. In the year of our Lord 2022, my discussion today will be about something none of us can live long without, and that is food. What's causing the supply chain disruptions around the world? And is the world's food supply really approaching crisis conditions? Governments across the Western world are starting to sound the alarm about a crisis in the supply chain, especially in food. They blame the war in Ukraine for most of the problem, just as they blame COVID for the collateral damage that it caused. It's obvious, however, that the real culprit is not so much the war as it is the reaction to the war. Just as the COVID lockdowns caused the economic devastation, severe economic sanctions placed on Russia, are causing much of the supply chain problems the world is facing. American politicians seem to be incapable of facing the fact that they have overplayed their hand with the sanctions imposed on Russia. Instead of deterring Russia, the sanctions have accelerated Russian and Chinese efforts to move away from the dollar as reserve currency for the world. For that and other reasons, I contend that the U.S. sanctions policy is doing more harm to the U.S. and to Europe than it is to Russia. Russia formerly provided about 10% of the world's oil supply, so now that is effectively removed from the world market. Europe gets or previously did get about 40% of its natural gas from Russia. Perhaps even more ominous is that Russia is a very large supplier of wheat, fertilizer, and other components of the world's food supply right now. With the agricultural system that's been in place since chemical fertilizers started to dominate the world, it is extremely difficult to grow enough food without those fertilizers. A simple fact, then, that anyone but an American politician can see is that it is not possible to destroy Russia or to cut it off, isolate it from the global economy, without causing severe economic damage to supply chains and food production around the world in addition. As we all know, the U.S. relies on the dollar status as the world's reserve currency to maintain its financialized dominance over the world. Much of the world is now frantically working to end that reserve currency status and leave the U.S. financialized economy holding $30 trillion of debt. Dire conditions already exist in food supply chains for much of the world. The head of the U.N. World Food Program has warned that this will be the worst food crisis since World War II. Joe Biden admitted publicly that the coming food shortages are real. I suppose the alternative for him would be the Baghdad Bob approach of you are not seeing this. Unfortunately, world events are coming together to accelerate the crisis and to make it a lot worse. If the nations of the West were to suddenly reverse course, make an all-out effort, Perhaps in time it could be reversed, but that does not appear to be. In our future, the COVID lockdown policy in China has now spread to so many Chinese cities that an estimated 400 million people are currently locked down, or at least partially so. That's more people than the entire population of the United States. The number represents about 40% of the entire domestic production of the world's second-largest economy. Chinese lockdowns are harsher than in the West. Who knows what the long-term economic fallout will be? For one thing, the Chinese economy, supplier to the world, is grinding to a halt like a giant ship. Once stopped, it takes a while for it to restart and gain momentum. Chinese lack of production affects even our food supply. We don't realize it, perhaps, but a great deal of our food processing is done in China. We ship the Chinese our raw food, they process it and ship it back. For example, in fruit, we're so dependent right now that we don't mass produce it or process it anymore. We grow apples here in America, send them to China in refrigerated shipping containers to be processed into apple juice, applesauce, et cetera, much of that produce now sits rotting in the Chinese sun without electricity for the refrigerated units. Thanks to the economic sanctions, the cost of fertilizer is skyrocketing around the world. You can't mass produce food without it. Here in the U.S., farmers are complaining that they cannot get the fertilizer they need to plant the spring, so we should look forward to a season of poor yields at the same time. The winter wheat harvest in the U.S. is reported to be poor. Winter wheat in China, the worst in history, according to the Chinese Minister of Agriculture? If that were not enough, we now have 27 states in the U.S. affected by the avian or bird flu. The price of eggs, on average, according to the U.S. Department of Agriculture, has tripled since November. Of course, we know the avian flu problem will get worse, spread across the country and the world just like COVID. We can buy a few cases of canned beans and put them in the pantry, but we can't buy and store eggs or even chicken very easily. Russia and Ukraine account for 30% approximately of the world's supply of wheat, so it would really help if that war could end. But no end is in sight. The stupidity, the homicidal narcissism of the world's politicians never ceased to amaze me. Last Friday, one week ago, according to NBC News, The Biden administration said or admitted that the coming food crisis is real. President Biden used the word famine to describe it and said Russia's invasion was the cause. Well, no, Mr. President, I say again, your reaction to the invasion is the cause. In addition, much of the sanctions imposed on Russia were in place before the invasion. France, Germany, Italy, Spain, Greece, and others are sounding the alarm with food costs soaring in those countries, some rationing of certain products has begun. In Africa, fertilizer is unaffordable for most farmers. A continent exploding in population is expected to suffer a 30% drop in food production this year. What do you think Africa's billions will do when they're starving? That's right, they'll head north and who could blame them? What is being done to those people is completely out of their hands and completely criminal. This confluence of things affecting the price and supply of food worldwide is for some just an inconvenience, but for others it's life or death. Russia is a key player in food because Russia is perhaps the world's biggest key player in natural gas, which is a major component in fertilizer production. Russia is one of the world's biggest exporters of the three ingredients of modern fertilizer, that is nitrogen, phosphorus, and potassium, naturally then. With much of the world facing starvation, we should ban exports from that country. How homicidally stupid and irresponsible can one group of politicians get? Many other countries are facing dilemmas as well as Africa, except without the population explosion. Some countries, such as Armenia, Kazakhstan, Eritrea, import virtually all their wheat from Russia or as they did before the sanctions – those relatively small countries, as well as Africa, compete against much larger, much better financed countries for the dwindling supply. Turkey, Egypt, and Iran import 60% of their wheat from Russia. Russia is threatening threatening to restrict exports to only friendly countries. So I suppose Iran would be okay. Dmitry Medvedev, a very close associate. Uh, Mr. Putin, who was once the Russian president, has threatened to cut off the export of food to the West, maybe... Maybe this globalization thing is not all that after all. The United Nations World Food Program feeds roughly 125 million people per day. The executive director of that program recently said there is no precedent for this disaster going back to at least World War II. He went on to say that Ukraine, Russia has compounded a problem that is really a catastrophe stacked on top of other catastrophes. He said he's warned and warned and warned that this day was coming. Now it's here. It's a nightmare, he said, and now it is upon us. Here in America, it's only starting to show its effects. To this point, we're now seeing some supply chain problems reflected mostly in the continuing price increases. Farmers are screaming that their warnings about lack of fertilizer are going unheeded. but when food is no longer affordable, perhaps then we will hear them. Bird flu, just starting to take hold with about 5 million birds having been slaughtered so far in the United States. That's about 1.3% of all U.S. chickens, about 6% of all U.S. turkeys, according to the Agricultural Research Group, Grow Intelligence. The bird flu has the potential to disrupt the poultry and egg markets in America. Once again, the group says they're sounding the alarm because this time... The safety protocols to prevent catastrophe have not worked. If there is any way in this world to make a terrible problem worse, you can rest assured that some politician somewhere will find it and use it. For example, the European Union already in the midst of an energy crisis, potential food disaster. Now, as announced, it intends to eliminate imports of Russian coal. Right now, 70% of Europe's coal comes from Russia. Coal accounts for 20% of Europe's electricity. Hysterics over Ukraine to whip up anti-Russian support are one thing. But the question remains, what is going to replace that Russian coal? How will your grandstanding heat your homes or power your factories down in the state of Georgia, right here in the USA? The Republican governor, Brian Kemp, has declared a state of emergency due to supply chain problems. He takes the position that his declaration somehow converted the state from a republic run by a legislature to a dictatorship run by him alone. He has assumed martial law-like powers to run the state and determine what prices, rationing, etc. He's going to punish price gouging, he says. So I suppose he doesn't believe in supply and demand the economics. I predict his edict will end in disaster, as price controls always do. My hometown newspaper. The Memphis Commercial Appeal in a front-page article last Tuesday, the 19th of April, illustrates the level of understanding we have of this problem here in America. I read the article entitled, Fighting Food Insecurity, anticipating that maybe, just maybe, someone recognized the problem at last, but I was greatly disappointed. The article was about students at the University of Memphis who have trouble getting enough nutritious food. I mean... Don't college kids eat ramen noodles anymore? The subject of the article was a fourth-year Ph.D. student from Bangladesh who reported that, yes, indeed, he suffered from food insecurity. He was insecure, he said. Sometimes when he finished his classes, the cafeteria in his building is closed. I guess it's too much for him to walk two blocks to dozens of restaurants and grocery stores. In conclusion, folks... Almost everything that could go wrong in world food production and distribution is going wrong at the same time. There is no obvious indication that the world's politicians are reacting to the problem. Very little evidence that they even recognize the problem accordingly. There will be no quick fixes, no heroes riding to the rescue this time. Finally, folks, this appears to be a problem that we can't print our way out of. We can print money but we can't print food. I'm certain that politicians will try, however. Excessive money printing will lead in the final stages of printing to civil disorder, economic chaos, recession, and poverty. The U.S. had better find some leadership that's more than just an international joke or famine like the object in your car's outside mirror may be closer than it appears. At least that's the way I see it. Till next time, folks, this is Daryl Castle. Thanks for listening.